0: listening to Vet Candy.
1: There are 168 hours in a week, but for Dr. Stacy, time flies by at the speed of light. She is a veterinary industry advocate and pet insurance expert dedicated to comprehensive patient care, STEM education, and women's leadership. Not to mention she's a mom on the move. For this first-generation college student turned Cornell University DVM graduate, it's all about using time wisely to stay focused and aligned for her core values. Even if sometimes it feels like there are never enough hours in the day. I am so excited to have the pleasure of having Dr. Stacy on my show today. We get her unique perspective on veterinary medicine, motherhood, and flipping the script to live the life that you were meant for. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to 21 Questions with Dr. Jill. So welcome to the show, Dr. Stacey Chosinski-Johnson. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you again, Jill, even though we're kind of virtual today. And I'm gonna call you Dr. Stacy because I'm so used to calling you Dr. Stacy. I see you everywhere as Dr. Stacy, Dr. Stacy. So because that's a long Dr. Stacy Traszynski Johnson. That's a lot of letters.
0: Yeah, it's hard to fit on the back of a baseball uniform.
1: Oh, I can imagine. But they make like the um hockey uniforms just for Polish names like that, right? And Ukrainian names and stuff. But, Big shoulders.
0: This is exactly true. When I was a kid, I'd have to get special lettering for the back of my my jerseys.
1: <laughs> you could have something that like flips out, so you can have the extra letters and stuff.
0: Yeah, like some wings. Maybe that would make you more aerodynamic if you're in track and field or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Well, well, thanks for being on our show. Now, as you know, we do twenty one questions, and and this is my new list of twenty one questions. This is Like an alternative list because. I feel like you're going to be really fun answering these questions. Some of my guests are not as fun. I hate to say it. Um, They're very serious people. So I know you've been on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. So first question is, what is the weirdest dream you've ever had?
0: Well, I'll tell you about a recent dream I had. I went salmon fishing with a friend who doesn't salmon fish. Uh, And then I actually, I called him the next day and I said, have you ever gone salmon fishing? And he was like, no, I hope that you know how to do the salmon fishing. So that was like kind of, kind of odd, but I think it was a throwback to when I was working for, um, the fish health center. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. We were fishing for these with our-
1: You had a dream that you talked to someone about salmon fishing?
0: No. So in my dream, my friend was with me salmon fishing. And this is someone who doesn't fish with our bare hands. We we're like just in the stream.
1: I was going to ask you, do you salmon
0: fish or is this just your crazy dream. I've never been salmon fishing. I'd like to. uh, And I've worked with salmon hatcheries before when I was going through my training, which is amazing. So I've been in uh, like um, different pens where they have salmon um, ladders and giving injection to salmon and stuff. So I've been in it, but I've never actually been fishing.
1: So people just crack like you just grab them as they jump through. Is that how they really fish or that was how you were doing it in your dream? Well, in my, in my dream, it was barehanded. And I don't think
0: that's the way you fish for salmon, uh, but, <laughs> in, but in real life, uh, I, I was working for the the fish health center in Olympia, Washington and the salmon, they come up the ladder and then they're in these pools. And so there's like two different sizes. They swim
1: up the ladder or is it a conveyor belt?
0: Well, okay. So when I say, I use the term ladder loosely, loosely it's almost like uh, a tiered way for them to swim upstream and get to a higher elevation. It roots them into this pool. And so when I was there, I got to help to give injections to the fish. Um, and I kind of throw them to the other side of the pool, which was interesting because these giant king salmon just like kind of running into you and your waders is quite the thrill. So where do you inject them at? Um kind of they their like underbelly. And a lot of them are are heading off to spawn. And so they, they usually die. Well, they die after they spawn.
1: So you had a dream that you were fishing by hand. Were you wearing waders in your dream or were you just standing there?
0: I don't remember that detail, but yeah, it was really odd. And I, Cause I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but when I woke up, I called my friend and I was like, Hey, I had this weird dream. We went fishing. Do you go fishing?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Okay. Next question is if you could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would you choose and why?
0: I would love to fast forward maybe 20 years to when I'm 60 so that I can see kind of what what I'm doing and where my, my life has landed. And then hopefully I could use that information to go back into normal time. And then, you know, maybe that'll help steer me o- away from or to that, to that time. But I don't know if you can bend time like that and change the future by me. Well, do you want
1: to change the future? Would you want to? It's better to change the future than the past, though, probably. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's why I figure it'd be nice to kind of look into the future and see what I'm doing 20 years from now.
1: So think about it, you'll meet your daughter and she would be 31, right? Yeah. Could you imagine seeing your daughter and she's 31? I, I can't imagine.
0: Well, Now you're taking it to another level, Jill. Well, you know you're going to run into her, right? You're going to run into her. Yeah. Well, not only run into her, I'll probably be following her around.
1: have <laughs> two moms. And then maybe, you know, maybe she's got kids and you're like, you're a 40-year-old grandma and a six-year-old grandma. Yeah, that would be, that would be a lot of work.
0: My daughter actually told me she might not want to have kids. Oh. She's like, sorry,
1: mom, you might not be a grandma. And I was like, well, we'll give you time to decide.
0: You're only 11.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're only 11. Yeah. My daughter once said she wanted to have 15 kids. And then I was, I always tell her how hard it was being pregnant and having given birth. And so she tells me now she's only going to have one because she said it, I guess I'm like talking bad about it. So she's like, I think I'm going to have one, you know, because she says it's so painful. She hates pain, but I don't know, you know, maybe in the future they'll have some really good analgesics that are not addictive.
0: Oh, I was going to say, it's interesting because my daughter actually, well, this was kind of like a sad thing. Um, she mentioned to me that she's, she sees how hard I work as a mom and she wants to have a career. So she thought that that was the reason you couldn't have kids. but. You know, I had to explain to her, like, look, look at what we're doing. Like, this is, you know, a great life that we have. And my daughter's super supportive. So she's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll consider
1: it. Yeah. Cause you can be there as a 40 year old grandma and a six year old grandma to help take care of the children. Cause then you can keep up with them, you'll be young and spry.
0: And and I always say I, I never feel lonely with myself because I, I find myself very entertaining. You know, I'm always really indulging in new things. I'm, I'm trying to learn new things. So it would be interesting to have a conversation with my future self. I wonder if we like each other. We, we might not.
1: Yeah, I've always wondered about that, too. Like, if I could go back in time and be like a kid and then meet myself as a kid, would I like myself? Would I be friends with myself or would I not like, you know, who knows? What, what if you hated yourself? Oh gosh, that's dark. You know, you're going to like yourself because you know you're from the future and you're going back in time as a child, but what if yourself does not like you? That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if
0: I'd be too much for my future self.
1: You could go from a child to now and would your daughter like you as a friend? I always tell her that she's my
0: best friend, but she tells me I'm not her best friend. <laughs> oh, that's all. Her 11 year old friends apparently are much more fun than her mom.
1: Yes. 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 That's sad. That would be want to ask my daughter because I know she'll probably say the same thing. Okay. So next question is, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Maybe I'd be more patient. You're not patient. You seem very patient.
0: I try to be patient. I think, I think I have this outward really calm presence, but in my brain, I'm like moving very quickly. I'm not ultra patient. I really like to get things done. So I have to be really intentional about staying patient. So I think I just have natural patience.
1: Okay. To have more more patience. Okay. Okay. So the next question is what's one of the most fun childhood memories you have? And you grew up in New York, right? Not in the Pacific Northwest. So you grew up in upstate New York?
0: Yeah, upstate New York. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, home of the Bills and One of my most pleasurable experiences as a kid is kind of like a recurring event. It was something that happened almost every day in the summer. So I lived in a community where almost everybody had above ground pools. So we had almost a pack of children that had pools in their backyard and we kind of rotate between each other's houses. We'd raid the pantry and make different lunch items depending on whose house we were at. So we just spent a lot of time swimming and going on my hammock. And one of the things that I tell my friends now about that they think is pretty odd. So we lived in, in a city and a city we had city blocks, but most of the, I mean, there was a lot of space between the houses, but we literally would take our wet towels after going swimming. We'd lay them out on the sidewalk on the corner and we, we would just tan on the corner and cars would go by. And this was a normal thing because our pack of kids was we just, we were there every day. So we were expected um, to be there. And so some of those, those friends I'm still friends with, um, one is actually my daughter's godmother.
1: Oh, so what would you do if you came home and your daughter and her friends were laying on the sidewalk beside a road? I, I would not be okay with this. I'd be like,
0: get in the backyard. That's what we have lawn chairs for. I give you a dry towel. Like This
1: is, this is unheard of. Yeah. Things have changed. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the sun being as hot as it is now. Like I couldn't, cause we laid out in the sun. We like put Crisco on our skin and stuff and laid in the sun. If I did that now I'd probably have to go to the hospital for like third degree burns. I don't know. It's just nervous. It just makes you nervous. Yeah. I'm
0: not sure what's changed, but I'm fully that mom who gets that super thick sunscreen. We get one yeah. called Blue Lizard and I'll put it all over my daughter and she is horribly embarrassed because she has a darker complexion. So when I put that white sunscreen on. She's, she's so embarrassed by me. I'm an embarrassing mom.
1: Yeah, me too. Like mine always wear long sleeves and the hat. Like they're the kids that wear the long sleeves and hats and sunblock everywhere we go. So yeah. Yeah, I I even put it on their hands. I'm like telling them all the time. um, They must think I'm crazy, but. Oh, 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 this is so good. Before we go to the next question, let's take a break and listen to our sponsors.
0: We'll be right back with more vet candy. Vet Candy Life is a talk show hosted by well-being gurus, Dr. Quincy Hawley and Renee Michelle. Each episode features expert tips, lifestyle advice, and real-life experiences from the most interesting people in the world. Check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more.
1: Okay, next question. If you could have dinner with a famous person, who would it be and why?
0: ok, I know that the veterinary community is is going to hear this, but I actually would love to have dinner uh, with the person who started Chewy, like the original founder as a startup Ryan Cohen. Yes, 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 exactly. So I would love to just sit down and see kind of what his original vision was, how it may or may not have had an impact in his mind on our veterinary community, kind of what his vision it was for. The pet parent experience in terms of purchasing retail items. Uh, I actually followed um, that the IPO. And when they went public, I was, I was really interested to see how that would kind of pan out in our industry. And so, yeah, he's someone I, I just like to get to know better and, and learn more about, you know, how he had his idea.
1: Yeah, I was just reading, it said he came up with the idea of Chewy, which was called Mick Chewy when he was 25. So interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. I was thinking you were going to say somebody like Henry Cavill or something, or Chris Hemsworth, but that's good. That's smart. So, do you want to go into business? Are you looking to create some kind of startup? Do you, you have that entrepreneurial thing in your mind?
0: Well, I consider myself an entrepreneur always, so I'm always trying to be inventive and add to whatever organization I'm a part of. I have my own business and, and brand, which is mostly for veterinary education and outreach. Uh, who knows? Maybe I would have a great idea that I'd be able to evolve in, into a startup. I have a few few ideas for apps, actually. I won't divulge those here, but I, I did have the opportunity to work for a startup that was launched by Zoetis in the past. And so it was a pet insurance startup. And so uh, that was an incredible experience to see how a, a startup can grow and how you know a dream team can be put together to create something unique.
1: You should do something. You should do something big. So next question is, what's your favorite movie to watch? The, what's your favorite movie that you can watch over and over and over again?
0: I'm honestly not a big TV or movie watcher. So I'm going to go with something that is from my childhood that I've watched many times. My Girl. So I really like that movie with Macaulay Culkin in it. Yeah.
1: I never watched that because I know at the end he dies. I hate movies where people die or at the beginning, like, like Disney movies. Why does someone have to die in every movie? So I knew he died and I never watched a bit. But Anna Chomsky was the star. Did you see the movie? Or you didn't? if you're not watching TV, you didn't. Uh, on Netflix, it's called Inventing Anna. Did you hear about that, about Anna Sorkin? Because Anna Chomsky is in there. And I'm watching and she was amazing. Because you never heard about her since My Girl, right? Wait, was she the lead character? She's, she's the journalist. Yes, yes. I was that's like, right. this girl's on fire. Who is she? I didn't realize who she was and I looked it up. I'm like, oh my God. She was amazing.
0: Yes. Yeah. I now I, I now remember putting it all together. Yeah. Did you see that show too, Inventing Anna? I saw parts of it. It was pretty unique and surprising. And I can't believe she got away with what she did. I mean, it's
1: based on a true life story. I couldn't believe it either. And the girl who played Anna, I can't remember who she is. She was amazing. There's some, although it seems like there's so much stuff coming out constantly, that's like one of my, one of the highlights, like the acting was incredible there. Just incredible on all ends. But I was like, oh my God, I did watch the beginning of My Girl, but I stopped before he gets killed. So, but I mean, I always liked her. I thought she was such a great actress. Anyway, she's back. She's hot again. She's back and she's like trendy. So you got to check if you, you got to watch the whole thing. So next, okay, you live in the Pacific Northwest. So what's your favorite season of the year?
0: summer. That was an easy one. Summer, always summer.
1: But you're up there where it's cold. I thought you would say winter.
0: No, no. Okay. So I, I grew up in blizzard country in upstate New York. So I'm used to the snow in the winter, which you have to shovel, but it's still bright and you can do snow activities here. Unless you go to the mountains, it's raining, which is less desirable for me. So I always look forward to the summer. It's beautiful to be able to, you know, be around the trees that were rained on all winter long. Uh, but yeah, I love water sports and just being in the sun and going kayaking. It's my, my favorite thing to do.
1: So if you love the summer so much, how come you don't live more South? Would you, are you gonna move down South or something? That That's a good
0: question. I, sometimes I think I belong in Southern California on the beach, but I also don't love taxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you gotta find, I guess, like someplace cheap that has a beach, like maybe Mississippi or Louisiana. I heard there's a lot
0: of mosquitoes there.
1: They do have mosquitoes, so you need to find a beach that doesn't have mosquitoes that is inexpensive. So,
0: <laughs> I might have to leave the country, Jill. Maybe that's what where I develop my startup is. I, I leave the country and and go live on the beach somewhere in a condo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was talking to someone who during COVID, they moved to a, like an island in like the Philippines. They live on a little tiny island and this guy has a podcast show. It's his thing. His business is this podcast and he just runs it on that little island and they're like away from everything, but he has, I don't know if they have any mosquitoes, but I don't think the taxes are very expensive. I've heard a lot of people moving during the
0: pandemic and just getting Airbnbs. And I, I live kind of in the tech, tech region of the country. So a lot of people work remotely. And so they've been able to live in all different types of unique places during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. You got to check around, look at the mosquito report, look at the beach report. Yeah. I just know. um, I mean, down South there, the mosquitoes are huge and they also have flying cockroaches. They come, palmetto bug so
0: that's a nice way to put it
1: yeah they them palmetto isn't that be, it's a beautiful like oh it's a palmetto bug it must be beautiful yeah it's just like a dragonfly just as big okay so next is what is your favorite season of oh, I already did that skip skip that one still summer
0: still summer I, I'm, I'm unwavering it's still summer
1: <laughs> who is your celebrity crush Shamar Moore oh and how come He is so handsome
0: and he's very confident in all of his roles.
1: What's your, what's his, what's his favorite role that you love the most? Again, I don't watch a lot of TV, but criminal minds. Okay, cool. Next question. What is your biggest
0: fear? I guess fear of failure is one of them, but a more tangible fear would be bats. I do not like bats. They scare me. I watched so many rabies videos in school that. I've become afraid of bats. And I actually had a bat in my apartment in vet school. And that was a little bit scary. I'm pretty sure it was rabid with lots of strange behavior. So my daughter thinks it's great to take me anywhere where there are large colonies of bats. So she's always gone in and take me to a cave.
1: (laughs) Okay, cool. So what's the wildest thing you've ever done? I feel like you've gone a lot of places and you traveled a lot of places. You're scuba diving all over the place. But what's the wildest thing you've ever done?
0: Wildest everything's a calculated risk for me. But I would say one of the most spontaneous and fun things that I've done recently is I was up at the Alaska VMA meeting and I had an extra day on my trip. So I was driving around and I had a lunch break. So I decided to get a reservation for a seaplane to go on a glacier flight. And I figured out who the pilot was. And I said, hey, what's the best seat on the plane? Knowing the co pilot spot would be the best seat to see everything. And he's like, the, co- the co-pilot spot. He's like, why do you want it? I'm like, yes, I'm there. It's like, I look like maybe I weigh as much as the pilot. I can balance out the plane. This will be great. But it was extraordinary. It was breathtaking to see the glaciers from air, from the air.
1: They pretty much co-piloted a plane over the glaciers. Because if you're sitting in the chair, you're co-piloting, right?
0: Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't need to to use any of my piloting skills because. I don't have any.
1: <laughs> Did you get to wear a headset? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I have some pictures of it too. And what was funny is, since it was during COVID, they actually put these gauze over the headset mics. I think to to make them, you know, stay clean and sanitary. I don't think it was actually doing anything though, because you know you had the rest of it on your head.
1: Yeah, trap the virus in there. Cool. Okay, what was the best advice you've ever received? It doesn't have to be career advice. It could be personal advice, mothering advice, whatever. Well, one thing my dad always said to me is don't take
0: no for an answer. And I learned this as a young child. Uh, I was actually at McDonald's. I got a happy meal and I really like hot fries. I don't think fries are worth eating unless they're hot. So my fries came cold and my, my dad said, well, I guess you'll have to go back up to the counter and ask for fresh fries. And I was, I mean, I was probably in kindergarten or younger. I couldn't even see over the counter. And I was like, okay, well, I, I really want hot fries. So this is something I just have to do. And he's like, don't take no for an answer, knowing that it's a safe place where they're going to give me, you know, fresh fries. But I, I went up there and I, you know, raised my hand over the counter so they could see me and I asked for fresh fries and, and they gave me fresh fries. So that was a good learning for me when I was young, because it taught me that, you know, if you, you don't ask for something, you're not going to get it and always try hard to get to a yes. So it's a a mutual yes. So if something is no skin off of somebody else's back, you know, they, they're probably going to say yes. Um, Everyone in general wants to do the best for the group.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me stop you here. Let's take a break and go to our sponsors. We'll be right back with more vet candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench, you know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. Has anyone ever told you no when you couldn't get him to say yes? Well, my dog constantly
0: is saying no. I'm chasing him down the street half the time when he breaks out of the house. Yeah, I think there, there's been some, some situations where, where I've, I've gotten a no. Maybe in my athletic career where you know I wanted to play a certain position and the team needed me in a different position. So when I played varsity softball, I was a third base person and I didn't like playing that position, but I was the most suitable person to play that position for the long throw. I wanted to play second base, but, you know, they told me no. And and so I just had to to deal with it and make the most of it for the good of the group.
1: Okay. Okay. But not, not very often, like not, not very often people are going to say no, when you accept it, right? Yeah. Because I think it's easy to get to a yes or a compromise, a, a mutual Yes. So what is a bad habit that you've had to overcome or a bad habit you want to overcome? I probably overschedule myself.
0: That's a bad habit. Um, I, I can't just stay home and relax. I tend to just double book myself. I am a creature of habit. Like I always get the same kind of soap from the grocery store. I always get the same toothpaste, all those things. Well, along that same thread of not taking no for an answer, I generally don't say no. So that could mean anything. Like I'll try most things once. So it's hard to decline commitments. But sometimes if someone's like, hey, let's go on this adventure, I'll just go. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other bad habits. Oh, I have too many shoes.
1: Too many, I, I purchase a lot of shoes and I buy them in bulk. I used to. I used to. Now I don't. I, something happened during COVID. I, think, I don't know if it was just me but my feet got huge during COVID. I, I have the same issue. Oh, we were talking about that, right? In person. Yes. All the more reason to buy another batch of shoes. Yeah. I don't know. I had some beautiful shoes and I didn't even know what to do with them because I, I couldn't even put my toenail in there. house, my feet gotten this big? It's crazy. Jill, you probably have these
0: beautiful designer shoes or things that are really flashy and nice. I collect comfort shoes so anything that's comfortable, I'm searching for the most comfortable shoe that doesn't look like my grandma's shoes.
1: Well, my shoes were so beautiful. They were like works of art. They were so pretty. I mean, you could, I mean, there were some shoes I was just, I just like to look at them. I mean, I see people have huge feet, like where do they get their shoes from? But now it's like comfort, which is sad. But um, yeah, so now you got to break your habit of buying a bunch of shoes you don't need, right? I need them all. You need them all. You need them all. Well, we, now we know your bad habits. Cool. What's your dream road trip destination? You, you're always on the road. That's not even a hard one, right? I mean, honestly, I think a road trip is really made by the people
0: you're with like a dream road trip would be to get a lot of some of my friends together, maybe get an RV and just spend that time because really time is the most valuable resource right now, especially with a a lot of my friends being professional women, we just can't find time to get together. So our trips are usually just like a one day overnight to a wine trail in in Portland or just a quick little retreat to the beach. But I'd love to just spend like two weeks with my friends traveling through the U S in an RV.
1: Oh my God, that'd be so cool. So you could travel from Seattle area and go all the way to New York. Would you want to do that in an RV? Go through Interstate 80 all the way? That might be fun. Then they
0: can meet my my family and see Niagara Falls. But I don't know, I might go south. I might, I might try to go south like California and then do some of the, the state parks.
1: So you can slowly make your way over to the East Coast.
0: Yes, yes. Maybe even to Florida, go to Key West all the way down there.
1: Would you drive
0: it all the way back or would you
1: fly back? i <laughs> I
0: fly back. I think,
1: I think once you've seen
0: it, you've seen it, then it will be time to just go home. Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay. Next question. This is interesting. Uh, what is your favorite food of all time? Cause I know like you're traveling and when you're traveling, you get like a, you are able, I always tell people this, like traveling is not that great, but one of the good things is, is you get to eat in different areas. You get to, expense accounts. You can eat whatever you want practically. Like what is your favorite food of all time that you always get when you're traveling?
0: I'm always trying to try the local coffee. I'm a coffee connoisseur being from the Seattle area. I love to experience coffee, Uh, but I will tell you what I usually don't get anymore. I don't get steak. I'm so burnt out on steak. Which is weird to say, right? Because it's like a treasured meal, but I'm I'm burnt out on steak. So usually coffee. And if I can find a gluten-free dessert, which you know, I shouldn't be eating all those desserts, but if I can find a gluten-free dessert at a, a dinner program or something like that, I always try to order that. So what would your gluten-free dessert be? Oh, like a poté creme or chocolate mousse or really unique ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm hungry.
1: Okay, so next question is, what are three items that are on your bucket list? You've already flown a plane as a co-pilot. You're scuba diving everywhere. You've done a lot. I'm sure you've done a lot of crazy stuff, but what are the three things you haven't done that you want to do?
0: I'd really like to take my niece who is six years old now. I'd like to take her on a trip. This is hard, Jill. I
1: would like to get air conditioning for my home. (laughs) You don't have air conditioning? Oh, because you guys don't have. Do you have a hard summer, or you don't have a hard summer? It's usually pretty easy, but these
0: last few summers we've had some hot ones. And working from home, I definitely need an air conditioner. So that's that's on my true like goal and bucket
1: list. Bucket list is not getting air conditioned for your house. It's doing something. It's like creating your own air conditioner. Like learning how to make an air conditioner. That would be a bucket list thing. It's got to be something you know something you do. I do want to write two books. What what would they be about? Uh, They're about very different things. Well, this is, if it's about pets, I'm telling you, this is the time everybody's writing a book right now. And they're, they're like doing amazing on, on um, Amazon and Kindle. So now is the time if it's about pets. Two different ones.
0: One, one in particular, um, it's, it's going to feature other, other women who have been in different like relationship types throughout their career and how that's provided like um, support or hindrance the book will be called Ivy Wise, with kind of a play on words for like women who are educated and how it's important for us to continue to grow throughout our life. And the people in our life have to kind of continue to build capacity. And if, if you will continue to grow. And so my idea is to feature different women leaders from different industries and, and kind of like each chapter featuring their story and with that unique spin on it.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'm going to get that book. You know, you have to come back and you have to do another show on that. We'll do a giveaway. What's the other book going to be about? It's going to be called Dancing with Knives. (laughs) Okay. Not a pet book. What's that about?
0: So this, this is going to be a story about pivotal moment in my, my life. And then potentially I'm talking about different pivotal moments in my life and kind of how that taught me life lessons. It's called dancing with knives because I had an aha moment once when I was making pozole soup in, in my kitchen and I had a giant chef's knife and I was also playing salsa music, which I found that I really enjoy salsa dancing. So I found that, you know, as I made my soup and I was just, you know, rocking out of my kitchen, I was like practicing like my right double turn with a knife in my hand and it was a real pivotal moment because I was like making food for my family, but also trying to indulge in a new hobby and how how that can be dangerous um, or really fulfilling and help you to keep your, your edge and excitement in life. So yeah, dancing with knives.
1: So are you like, can you, like, if you have a chef's night, you probably can cook. Are you like a closet chef or a chef wannabe or?
0: I would say I'm a recipe collector. So my mom wasn't much of a cook growing up. So I got most of my tutelage from, from my aunts, but I like to collect recipes. So I would get magazines like food and wine, or I look up things on Pinterest and I try to do new recipes. So I just like to try new things. And one of my favorite things to make uh, are different types of soups so that I can invite you know friends over. You know, the day of, kind of, hey, oh, it's an open house. Come on over, um, enjoy some pozole or, you know, I do a knockoff of zuppa toscana from, uh, from Olive Garden. So I would say my my chef skills are pretty basic. I can get around the kitchen.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. That's a lot better than a lot of people. And I think the people who really did well during COVID were people that could actually cook well. I think they they really survived <laughs> COVID. Um, came out ahead. They, you know, people got healthier because they were forced to. To throw own foods and stuff. So, next question, what is your biggest regret?
0: I try to live without a lot of regrets. I do regret a little bit not staying in touch with some of my early childhood friends. One of my friends, she she moved to Tanzania for two years, and I was so sad that she was leaving that I didn't I didn't do a good job of staying in, in touch with her. And it's only through our adulthood that we've we've really come back together. So I, I, I regret not staying in in touch with people in the way that maybe I should have because people early in my life made such an impact. The pool kids. Yeah. Yeah. The pool kids. And then this was a friend was one was one of my kind of rollerblading friends. And we went to church together and her family was super supportive of me. Um, So it's, it's nice to be able to kind of rekindle our relationship in, in adulthood. Only we live on separate parts of the United States. So. Yeah, I, I regret that because I was so sad about having someone leave me um, to go volunteer for two years that I kind of just shut that friend out prematurely. So I've learned from that and I try not to do that anymore.
1: So what is your favorite thing about yourself? Well, people say that I'm good at
0: bringing people together and I'm approachable. So I would say that that's the thing I, I like most about myself is that I can get along with all different types of people from different backgrounds. And I'm, I'm pretty open minded and I like to look at things from, from different perspectives so that I can have a better understanding of the people around me. So I would say bring people together, building relationships.
1: What is the weirdest thing in your closet?
0: Oh boy, I feel like I should go look in there. Well, there's a lot of comfort shoes, but that's not weird.
1: <laughs> How many shoes? I should have asked you before. If you have a shoe addiction, how many shoes do you have? I lost count.
0: I don't know. I have some in the garage closet, the downstairs closet, and my regular closet. But this is, like I said, these are not designer shoes. These are literally different types of sneakers, waterproof shoes, granny shoes, you know, Clark's clinic shoes. They're not, not fabulous. Do you have more than a hundred pair? No, I don't think so. Because I watched the Marie Kondo show about throwing things away or getting rid of them. So I did offload a lot of them.
1: Because there's probably people that really want to have comfortable shoes, you know? That's true. I need to spread the wealth. Oh,
0: I know some of the, some of the weird things that I have in my closet are uh, a lot of like organizers, which allows me to, to have more things. So I probably have like, like also 20 bathing suits. They're all hung up on a, a cascading rack.
1: Oh, so it's like, you have like one of those California closets, like a really cool
0: one. I wish I did. M- mine is a standard one that came with the house, but I also retrofitted it to a certain degree. And I love the container store. That's one of my absolute favorite stores. So I have all these like special types of hooks and
1: hangers and all of that. Okay, cool. So you're very organized. That's cool. Oh, this is so much fun. I'm having so much fun talking to you today. I hate to do it, but I think we need to take a break and let's listen to our sponsors. <laughs> We'll be right back with more vet candy. Hey, this is
0: Dr. Julio Alonso. Do you want to keep up with everything vet med? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. Stream at MyVetCandy 24/7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms.
1: If you had to guess what people appreciate most about you, what would you say?
0: Maybe that I am I'm a lifelong learner and that allows me to dream big with with friends and in cultivating ideas. It also allows me to kind of open my mind to new perspectives. And I think that, that friends like that about, about me um, in general, I, like if my friends are interested in creating like a new committee or a club or, or interest group or something, I'm usually the first person on board because I, I want to learn something new. Actually, one of my dearest friends, she's going to be going on vacation with me this week, uh, but she is going to be starting a new optometry practice and she's interested in getting folks who are in healthcare that are kind of business-minded together, just in our community. It may end up being more of like a, a wine club, but uh, we will have a topic of conversation. So just the fact that I'm a lifelong learner and, and I want to be able to contribute and give back from what I've learned through my life, I think is is something that people appreciate about me. So hopefully we'll be able to get that group going.
1: Oh, that's cool. Because you know, they all need glasses, right? Everyone who is like, I mean, being professional, you're ruining your eyes, looking at screens and stuff. So that's smart because you have to, you know, if you need some glasses, you got to go to her. Exactly. Exactly. And
0: uh, it's funny that we mentioned glasses because last night I was trick-or-treating with my daughter and I looked through a window and I said, oh, look at that cute little dog in the window. And she said, mom, that's a cat. I said, better go see Dr. Mary. I need my prescription fixed.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Next question What is your dream job? If you had a fantasy job that you could create, what would it be?
0: This is different. When when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer, but this has evolved. I actually would love to lead a nonprofit where we could help to support students who maybe didn't have access to resources um, as a child to get into science affiliated industries. So, kind of like a STEM a STEM program, uh, I think it would be great to be able to just like read applications and learn from students and help to fundraise around that. That would be a fabulous and fulfilling job for me.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I think one of the reasons why veterinary medicine is not very diverse is if you don't have exposure to it, or if you don't know someone who's doing it, or you don't have pets, you, you probably wouldn't even think about going into it. And then going into it, if you're all by yourself, you really have to have support. You have to have support to get through it just to get through the application process. So having somebody that would, would give people that support and encouragement and, and show them how to do it would be amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are some, some kids who, you know, are thinking of different careers and, you know, on a, a school listserv, somebody could just say, Hey, which parent in the group is a doctor? Who, who's a dentist here? who's a physicist here? And usually there'd be someone to ping back, but some children are not in that, that type of situation or network where they have that opportunity. So I, I would like to be able to provide the value of the network to help those students.
1: Yeah, it's so sad. I mean, I think things are things are changing so much too that I think it's, it's almost, um, you have to be rich to have a pet now, right? I mean, I went to get cat food at Tractor Supply and my cat gets, uh, she gets arms or whatever, and it's like $20 a bag for a small bag you know, and everything else you have to do, it. it's just become so expensive. So if, I always think like, what if you're, what if you're a single mom and you're working at McDonald's and you have kids, like, you know, it's either get your cat food or litter or feed your kids. You're going to feed your kids. So I'm always worried that it's going to become where if you have a pet, you have to be like, you have to have a lot of money in the future. I think, I think it's going to be scary. And without those kids having that experience of having pets, they're probably not even looking at careers like went into veterinary medicine, which is sad.
0: Yeah, the cost of care um, definitely is a whole other conversation. And that's something I'm passionate about, um, making sure that there's access um, to care um, in general. Yeah, I I think that even in some communities, maybe there's there's lack of access to care, um, maybe because certain demographics don't have the opportunity to enter our our profession. So I I think there's been a lot of movement in this, this area. There's been, there've been a lot of movers and shakers in the last five years who are paying close attention to this, which is really exciting. And um, I've been thankful to be able to meet a lot of them.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So the next question I have is, this is your last question. 21 question 21. If you could be part of a family on any TV show, which family would you choose? I know you don't watch TV, but if I had in the past, you can go back and think.
0: Oh, I have watched a show recently. I watched
1: Bridgerton. Bridgerton? You would want to be part of the Bridgerton family? I think it would be entertaining. I don't know if I'd want it to be a lifelong commitment, but... Are you able to sing? Don't they
0: sing during it? I thought they sang part of it. I'd be on the non-singing cast. I think it's mostly... I mean, maybe there are some musical interludes, but a lot of dancing... And a lot of traditionalism, which I could take or leave different parts of that. But that might be fun to be part of that family. I don't know. Okay. i don't watch I don't watch a lot of TV, Jill. I mean, might need a substitution question twenty one
1: <laughs> okay. well, you you chose Bridgerton, so it's you did it. So how come people watch a lot of TV? Are you against TVs? Are you against stuff? no,
0: i i think I think it's great to be able to indulge in television. I just it's hard for me to sit still and watch a show. So I just don't really watch TV.
1: What do you do when you're chilling out? Like, how do you chill out? You go salmon fishing with your hands?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I usually, I usually like to chill out th- by doing something active. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So the same thing, does your daughter watch a lot of TV? Does she have a lot of screen time? Or are you against like screens?
0: Oh, she loves television. So if she gets her responsibilities done on the weekend, she can watch TV. So that's kind of how we work it. My responsibilities are never done. So I I don't really get an opportunity to watch TV. Well, you got to quit. You got to start saying no. I know. Well, well, I I always like to say or, or remind myself that if I am going to say no to something, it needs to be for a good reason. And if I'm saying yes to something, it should align with my goals. So that's kind of how I find that balance. But in terms of fun experiences, I'm usually going to say yes.
1: Okay, hold that thought. Let's take a break before we continue and let's listen to some messages from our sponsors. <laughs> We'll be right back
0: with more Vet Candy.
1: Hey, this is Dr. Quincy Hawley, and I'm here to tell you about a new show. It's Vet Candy Rounds with the Hawleys. That's right. Dr. Tierra, the love of my life, and I have teamed up to bring you the most fascinating cases in the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or a podcast platform of your choice only on Vet Candy Radio. Well, that's it for 21 questions. So if somebody wanted to like connect with you and learn more about you, how are they going to do that, Dr. Stacy Chosinski Johnson? Well, I'm on most of the social media platforms at DR Stacy
0: Vet. Or you can can connect with me on my website, which is drstacy.bat. Oh, yes, of course, LinkedIn with my full Polish last name or middle name now um, on, on my LinkedIn. Absolutely.
1: So listeners, you know, check it out. And we will eventually give a book her books away. Once she writes them, we'll do a book giveaway. But for now, you can um, connect with her on social media and on LinkedIn. So thank you, for Dr. Stacy for being on our show today. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Lopez. This was a pleasure.
0: It's Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.